Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Car Street Talk. Today, I'm joined by Hoang Spud. You may know him from his deck Spud Reversion, as well as some other Spud Potato-related decks. Uh, I'm super happy to have him on the show because, uh, one, he's got a really nice flow. It's really smooth, uh, so I've always enjoyed his, his consistent uploads race, uh, recently. Um, so, Spud, welcome to the show, and, and thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me. This is a great opportunity to talk to everybody. Buddy. Uh, we asked the community some of the things they wanted to hear this time. Just starting out with kind of some of the common ones, which are potato-themed stuff. Um, first one was, are you from Idaho? I'm definitely not from Idaho, but, you know, my potato might be made from there. The whole kind of synopsis of some people's question was just, uh, what is what is up with the potato theme, and, and how did that kind of become a part of your identity online, I guess? Well, honestly, that's one of the biggest questions I've ever asked from pretty much everybody, because, you know, where's the potato come from? Why is your name always Spud, and why do you prefer your name as Spud instead of, like, your actual name? Well, um, it's funny enough, it's one of the... It's not even what I gave myself as a Spud, it just... Uh, back in the day, I think it was just, I think that, um, it's, it used to be my in-game name is, uh, Split Space from, you know, David Blaine, the deck of cards. So that was my, like, my Steam in-game name. And then I play game with a bunch of people and then, uh, they just couldn't understand why my name was like that. So they have just kind of shriveled my name down to just Spud because of the way I play game is just really horrible. I play like a potato. I just don't know how to play games. So it just kind of stuck with me, and then um, I did not have that username for the Instagram for a while until I was like, you know what, I, that kind of name kind of stuck to me a little bit, and I haven't really seen that name in the community, so I just kind of using that name, and it just, it seems everybody loves, seems to love it, so I just stuck with it ever since. It's definitely, like, memorable, I feel like. Um, it's, yeah, it's just different. I think it sticks, like, if you think of Spud. Like no one else in the cart street <laughs> or or online is is named after a potato. I guess it's funny to hear that that it has nothing to do with cards or even really the the vegetable or starch, whatever the potatoes are considered themselves. So another common question and something that I kind of elaborated on earlier was, I feel like you have a really nice flow with your moves, and I feel like the community feels that as well. And just like a very consistent flow, because it seems like even with you, when you're uploading constantly, a little bit more constant like you are have been lately, you're still able to keep like a, a really nice base level. Um, so Nate Lex had asked, how do you get your flow so buttery <laughs> and what do you do to practice? Definitely nobody has started with a great flow. I definitely did not start with one. Um, my, I wish I have like really old video to show and I definitely won't want to show them because they're really bad. Like, I'm sure everybody's feel that way, too. Um, it's just mostly that uh, from the era that I was in, it was during that, like, director cut of, like, you know, uh, Tobias and Oliver, stuff like that, is when they start, like, doing a combo and stuff like that. Because people used to just doing cuts. That's just how cardistry is. You do cuts, and that's about it. Fan and stuff like that. But um, they were the one that kind of pioneered the whole, like, combo, cut flow, and stuff like that. Because of that, I kind of like really, ins it's inspired me to mostly doing exactly what they do. And then um, 
most of the time I like when I do cardistry, I like to just show the best size of what you can show. That's mostly what you see on Instagram. Of course, you won't see the messed up and like the non-flowy part that I don't put in the edits. Mm -hmm. I like to do things that feel good in my hand. That's why most of the moves that I do is not complex. That's the reason why you see a lot more flow in the cut because it's more comfortable in my hands. And usually that's what I like to show. I mean, you can definitely see it in, in the performances that you do. Just everything uh, looks buttery, like Nate said. Um, to me, it sounds like you almost have like those types of moves down pat or like I always associate it to like, if you're watching like a movie or something, you're able to do the move without even really thinking about it. Um, so it's just kind of like that muscle memory. It sounds like to me that you just have super in place for some of these things. Um, there's a book Tobias post out. I forgot what's the name of the book, but he always talk about like the flow. Pretty much the flow is whatever you can slow down and speed up in the movement that make the move feel flowy instead of doing consistent rate throughout the move. That's what can, that's what creates the flow in the cut. You're not just going at one speed. Like I know early on in cardistry, the goal was almost to try to do everything as fast as possible. Maybe that's more so XEM as well. Do you have any ways that you go about practicing to get things buttery smooth? Um, definitely do learn the in and out of a move or at least like in and out, whatever you create and then Throughout, of course, like when we come to um, recording and stuff like that, also look back on what you do wrong and right. And then you kind of speed up and slow down, like I said, within your move to see it fit whatever your style is and see what comes through for you to do that flowiness in the move. I do think that's like the biggest mm -hmm. part in terms of like practicing. You can always practice as much as you want, but then will the move look good after you have done with it? So it's always good to come back to to practice even more. I would say like if you are in a dark room with nothing lights on and you can do perfect move without dropping cards, I think that's like the perfect baseline you can do with your move. Another common question that was asked that I'm also interested in myself was just what motivated you to become active again in the community with posting um, your videos because you had gone silent for a little bit and then came back and have been pretty consistent. So what kind of brought you back into posting consistently? Definitely the, I miss the feeling of posting and see people like, you know, seeing what I post online. Uh, back in the day, I really focused on the whole edit stuff. So you see more of that, like typical cardistry where like cut and then cut and then, you know, edit throughout. Um, and then I realized that because I do it so much that I start to burn myself out. Things aren't fun to me anymore after I started because every single video that I did and I look back, they seem too much similar to each other, which it does to the mm. case to this extent where I post every day now, but at least every day you see something different instead of like seeing the same edits that you see every, like back in the day with me, even though back in the day, the edits are really fun. It's just, I do push myself a bit too hard to post too often with edit that I burn myself out. Because of also pandemic, I kind of just, because nobody really talked to each other during pandemic and everybody kind of worried about themselves. So I decided to just kind of sit back a little bit and kind of enjoy my life without cardistry to see how it is. And then maybe I get inspired again one day and make more moves and make things that I never made before. That's the reason why I kind of want to get back into it to see how the communities are doing, 
and then what everybody's been up to because like we haven't really seen each other for like a couple of years because we're like there's a car she con and then like people just kind of listen to each other so that's kind of brought me back is like everybody's kind of get back into the grind of like doing cardistries again and then people going to cardistry con i think that's that's mostly what brought me back to i feel like you're known for for making those really flowy edits you also have um, some original moves. One of the common questions I always do on the podcast is just kind of what is your creative process and like, how do you go about making a move if you have any strategy towards, towards doing that? I think it's very common for what I would say in terms of creating moves, just because, um, a lot of time Carter's just like to experiment because we just don't have a baseline of what we can create with. But mostly every move that I have creates are a variations of um, some other people moves. Um, in terms of like creating move, do kind of for me, I stick on what I like the best is the flowiness of the move. Because when it comes to showing a move to another person, from what I've noticed a lot at Karshikon, or at least like in person, whenever you know people are jamming together is we love to show each other new move because it's our creation. We like to show people what we like to make. But I noticed that when people are showing their creation, they're not hands down complete their move in terms of their um, presentations. Because whenever people show a move, they could mess up. Once or twice is great. It's fine because, you know, you just created them. But then if you notice that you are fumble your, your cards more than a couple of times when you're shown the move, it kind of degrades the move a little bit more than it should, even though the, the move could be amazing. Let's just say somebody do a, um, a Sybil. The flow could be great and up like that, but then they fumble at the end. It kind of like, come, you're pretty much the, the, the floor for the move, just kind of move all the way down a little bit just because it's great, it's fine, but then you want to kind of perfect your move to show to people. Like, that, that's why I like when I create moves that I can show to them right away. And I can, I want to consistently show them that I can perform like this every time. So when even, not even for myself, but for like, let's say people filming you at Karshikon or at the gym, you can just do it instead of just, they just keep, have the camera on your hand for like 10 minutes because you have to keep redoing them. For like that perfect take, um, that's that's the reason why I like to keep my moves simple. If there's anything that I like to add differently, usually I don't show those moves. Those moves are for camera only. When I'm by myself, that's when I'm like showing just like one take of it. But anything that I like to create, I like to show them consistently to like. If I can show to three people when I can do it three times in a row, that's I consider for me consider as a great move. Not for other people, but mostly for me, because then I, I know that I can do it. So it almost sounds, at least to you, like how you perform a move is as important as the the base move itself, almost. Like, I definitely do see uh, right now, especially, um, this is for myself too, is that people will just, they'll create so much that they don't have what they've created down pat. Like they haven't practiced it fully, but they want to show it or they want to have a big solo where they have all these moves that they'll throw in those things. 
and, and I definitely do see like you get some of that choppiness and some of the like fumbliness on some of these like really big, really like difficult cuts too that people are trying to do. Um, which it's impressive that you're able to do it, but like you said, something is lost with the flow and with like the smoothness of it. And then another question when it comes to kind of like your flow and like going about creating not just the moves, but also videos. Some people were interested in how you make so many unique reels and so, so many different types of reels, it seems like. It is definitely a hard thing to do when you have to post every day and have to keep it kind of refreshing for everybody to see. Just because, um, of course, nobody want to see the same combo every single day from the same angle with the same card, which I kind of did that with the old edit. That's the reason why I kind of want to get away from that to kind of show people like, okay, you can come back every day at the time to see me post something that's kind of like, okay, that's cool. And then you're not like, okay, isn't this guy posting the same things? And I'm kind of getting sick of looking at it now, you know? So that's, that's kind of motivated me to kind of like, okay, I'm going to sit down for about 20, 30 minutes to see what I can do differently today from different from yesterday. So I can show to the camera or like show on Instagram. There are things that I want to show, but I'm not good enough. So I always push those things to another date to kind of show off. And of course, like I, I still like to show combo just because people see me as almost like a combo guy. So I have to keep that combo every time to, to show to people. So, but at least I want to change up that combo. So it doesn't make it look like every time I just do leg love. I think Mark, uh, I don't know if you know, Mark Plyer, but he's like a famous YouTuber. Um, he has like a saying that like, if you are doing the exact same content, your audience is going to get up bored essentially. And almost like resentful if they don't see any change or any evolution in what you create. So I think that goes for the creator and the audience member. If you're doing the exact same thing constantly, it gets just stale and boring, obviously. So it's really cool that you're able to be trying so many different things. Like I know recently I saw you do an unboxing and you didn't even shuffle the cards. It was just, you were playing around with the box essentially and making sounds, um, which I thought was cool. So it, it, it does keep things fresh. And I think it's, it's neat that you're, being able to do different things inside the cardistry realm, mm -hmm. but still keeping it relatively fresh and, and changing it up as you go while still staying mm -hmm. consistent. So it's I funny, think that's, yeah. that's an impressive. It's funny. You kind of touch upon that whole, um, unboxing thing because that was like one of my favorite video kind to watch online is for just unboxing very aesthetically. It's just something about opening new stuff that kind of just like really got me, you know, to kind of make that kind of video with that too, because it's just like cardistry is fun, but also like opening a fresh pack of deck or like a, a something you get in the mail that you bought is also fun for people to see too. And, and like companies spend so much, big companies spend so much time on like unboxing experience and things like that too. Like there's actually a lot of work that goes into making it feel like a unique, cool experience to open like a deck, a deck of cards or like anything really like people put a lot of effort like OPC with their half brick boxes being designed like cartons of, of juice and things like that. Like people put a lot of work into the unboxing experience. And I think highlighting that is, is kind of fun. Someone had asked who your favorite cardist is. Uh, 
that's pretty. That's that's a pretty common question to kind of ask every artist. To be like, okay, who's who inspired you to make this? Who inspired you to kind of be the artist you are nowadays? Well, there's a lot. I mean, I'm started back on like all the way from like Daniel Madison Lethal era back in the day. So it's kind of like that was like my inspiration to make things or like like learn how to do cardistry. Um, of course, XCMs. I definitely told, forgot all the name beside like Brian Tudor because it's like one of the most prominent one people are talking about all the time. It's like I've learned show off all that kind of stuff back in the day. Definitely did not buy all that DVD because I was a kid. So I've learned it from somewhere. Let's just say <laughs> that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, from I mean, that's progress all toward like, you know, the new era of like the combo era where that's where, you know, Tobias or I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm still stuck in that like combo era where I just do a combo and that's feel good to me because that's kind of mostly stood out to me the most from that time. Um, I love nowadays with like everybody doing like crazy stuff. Like mm, let's say No Heath and Aviv like doing all that XCM, like new era of XCM type of thing. I love to create that kind of thing, but I don't have the capacity to do so. And I'm sure there are greater people that can do things like that. That's probably why I kind of stuck with the whole just doing combo. So mostly I would say I keep going tangent about Tobias, so I'm pretty sure Tobias is my favorite artist. Nowadays, um, from somebody that I've seen, it's not my kind of style that I like to see, but I do love the way they handle cards, are... Um, Leo, Leo Forrest. Um, his moves are great. Um, I always love that he always tries something new, even though it don't look great to other people. Conceptually, it's very pleasing to people who make cuts. Him and Trin's always like making moves that I'm just like, I would like to make moves that day, but I'm sure mine would be a downgrade version of whatever they can make. So I just love to see what they create most of the time. So. That's like whatever mm. I like to see right now at the moment too. Especially with like the Fontaine trials, like Trin and stuff like that. There's every once in a while where I'm like, oh, well, I'm a pretty good cardist. And then I'll see like one of their finals and I'm just like, I'm not even close <laughs> to what they got going on. Yeah. Just one last, uh, I guess, personal question that I'm interested in mm-hmm. is, uh, this is just the generic question that everybody asks, but uh, nobody asked it this time, which is surprising. But like, what is one of your favorite decks at the moment? Is uh, something everybody always wants to know. Honestly, that's kind of surprising. Nobody asked because I shuffle with different deck every single day. So it's like at least somebody asked, like, okay, what deck you usually like use? Um, I mean, I could say I'm biased and say that my deck is the one I like the most. But honestly, it's it's not that great. That that is a hard question to pick because like I've shuffled so many decks and I've gone through a lot of them. Um. For me, I'm sure all Cardis have... It, it's mostly not about the deck because um, for Cardis, we mostly use like um, USB-CC playing cards. And because of that, every single deck just feel pretty much the same as each other. Um, so that's another reason why I like to kind of um, go toward different company to see what I like to shuffle in my hands a lot more. So instead of like my favorite deck, I would say the stocks and finish in terms of deck that I like better to shuffle in my hands. So something that a little bit more, um, 
I would say softer, like the like the um the green spot that I have. That softness to like to tend to kind of like easier to shuffle and do things. Mm-hmm. Consider um, and it's kind of like almost it's broken in right away when you start using it. Instead of like you have to like sit there and start to like break in the deck. Um, and then the finish would be about a little bit not as smooth as it should be, like USPCC, but it just won't be as sticky as like a win, you know, like straight out the box. So I see it's still spread and fan after the first week and then just kind of like the finish can just mess up because I don't care after the first week of like, you know, shuffle cards. So most of the time I would say, yeah, that's usually what I like to use every day. But not a lot of deck that people are put out that are around that kind of um, spec that I, I like to shuffle. So I like to kind of go around and see what other manufacturer can create that kind of thing so I can start using them more and more and show to people that's like, this is something that you should also should look into instead of just keep using USB-CC, even though that's like the great baseline for everybody to use because USB-CC mm-hmm. is amazing. But yeah. It's just, it's just, I like variety in terms of like deck because then it's more fun in your hand to play with and just like the typical, like I said, USB-CC. I definitely, I feel a lot of the same way is that I look for like unique feeling cards like vodkas and like old blue seal decks and things like that. Things that actually feel a little bit different, not necessarily better, but it's nice to have like something feel different in your hands every once in a while when you're doing this every day. So Spud, at the end of the show, I like to do what I call roll out the close-up pad. That's just my fancy way of saying, is there anything you would like to promote or plug real quick uh, here at the end as we kind of wrap things up or any last things you want to say to the audience? Well, um, it's an honor to be on the shows. Um, it's great to talk about things that I'm sure people have been really wanting to ask for a long time that I usually kind of just brush you and give them a really um, simple answer because usually I, I like to keep it that way because going on a tangent is not a lot of things we would like to hear about, but it's great to talk about a lot of stuff on here about what people want to ask and stuff like that. Um, for the future, um, things there's going to be a lot of things that I wanted to put out. Um, videos, of course, I want to keep daily posting to kind of keep myself in check. Kind of want to show everybody, you know, what I've been creating and what I can show up to people. Um, for futures, because um, I'm sure a lot of people would ask about like, okay, so you have made two decks. What is there in the future that you would like to show? Um, I have been kind of working with Edo Huang a lot on a lot of projects and I would like to show them in the future. And I've been teasing quite a bit here and there on the social medias and and I'm pretty sure people, I think this is what I like to create for instead of like the whole kind of just potato that I like to make before. This I think this is more fun for us and for people to see. So do keep your eyes out for future releases. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fun projects that I like to put out to people. And I'm sure hopefully people will enjoy it. I guess that's much I enjoy it too. Okay. Um, as always, I'll have uh, links in the description for you guys to check out uh, Spud's stuff if you're interested and didn't know him before this talk. Um, Spud, thank you for taking your time to be here and to answer some some questions and, and just having a nice little chat. It's uh, It's been nice, and I think we'll, we'll kind of wrap things up and head out now. Thank you. All right. Thank you.